if we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. Bob Fratt's Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is. And a good morning once again to you. Thanks for being with us seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on this Tuesday morning, the first morning of the month of September in the year of our Lord 2020. And it's a big one. We got two home run hitters. Uh, on the program today, because Congressman Jim Jordan was unavailable for his regular Monday spot, he has been slid into the 935 slot today. So a half an hour from now, you will hear from Ohio's 4th Congressional District Representative. And uh, he will be followed up at 1010 by one of the biggest heavy hitters going, and that, of course, is Peter Kersenow of the United States Commission on Civil Rights. So Jordan and Kersenow, how's that for a one-two punch? That's a great uh, start of uh, a guest list, I guess we'll call it today, here on AM 1420, The Answer. The rest of the guests are you, 216-901-0945, Either one of those numbers will get you here and onto the program. You'll notice, well, maybe you'll notice, maybe you haven't, but I hope you notice that I have not been promoting social media very much over the course of the last several weeks, particularly Twitter, because I told you I have been toying with the idea of following Peter Kersenow's lead and not bathing in that toxic cesspool. Uh, Pete has Pete doesn't do Facebook or Twitter, but then again, he's not a talk show host on a regular basis. He fills in on this program, sometimes on Hugh Hewitt's program. But uh, anyway, I, I've been thinking about it, and I have been considering and pondering how we need to continue to fight the misinformation that is presented on that liberal platform for a very long time. But I have decided to go the other direction. I deleted my Twitter account just about uh, four days ago, five days ago, something like that now. So I have not been talking about it at all. The sad part is I don't get to see Donald Trump tweets. sad part is I don't get to see a lot of the misinformation that is out there being put out there. But I, my, I can tell you this. My life is happier because of it. And I'm not kidding you when I say that. And this is an unscripted moment. Well, my entire show is unscripted. But I wasn't really planning on going in depth here. But... If you are finding yourself stressed, if you are finding yourself aggravated, and we all are, it's a very, very difficult time in our country right now with an election coming up and the future of the country and the future of our country's history in jeopardy. You understand what that means? The future of our country's history, meaning our history, the history that has made us the most extraordinary, 
force for good in the history of human civilization is in serious jeopardy of being wiped out in the future. If we allow the Democrats to take control, history will be erased. Straight up 1984 style. Straight up Orwellian. History will be erased and re-recorded in a manner that the left wants you to see it through. Um, it's devastating in, in, in terms of uh, the, the jeopardy that, that we could be put into. But at any rate, um, you know, this is a very, very difficult time, and uh, we're facing a very difficult situation in November, and we're facing a, a lot of difficult, violent nights in cities all over this country. So we're already stressed. If you are finding yourself just aggravated and annoyed by seeing more and more of that promoted and seeing anybody who is trying to stop that and speak out against it, banned, shadow banned, blocked, canceled, etc., get off of get off of social media that's all i can say i'm sticking with facebook because i do a lot more than just my politics on it i do a lot of family things on there but as it pertains to twitter i'm done i'm still on parlor which is a much more uh first amendment based application if you will p-a-r-l-e-r if you don't have that app uh, conservatives are not shadow banned there. They are not censored. They are not canceled. It is much more open and free speech oriented. So I'm there and I'm on Facebook, but Twitter, I have made that step and uh, I will not be on that platform again. It is, uh, it is something, like I said, that is very liberating. I feel very, very good about not being in the middle of that uh, cesspool. It really is that disgusting. It is really that negative. It is really that uh, uh, stress inducing. I feel like I'll live longer because I'm not a part of that scene. And you ought to really consider that for yourself. All right. Um, one thing that we have to, we're going to start the show like yesterday, and I apologize if it sounds redundant, but really, we have been living Groundhog Day, if you will, the Bill Murray movie, for the last 90 plus nights, right? 90 plus nights now, we have relived and retold the same story. Radical, wild-eyed anarchists representing a Marxist organization called Black Lives Matter, and representing Antifa, which is a very violent uh, organization that practices what it says that they oppose, uh, working in coordination with Revcom USA, that's the Revolutionary Communist Party of the United States, they have laid waste to at least a couple of American cities, usually more than just two. The two that have been primarily... Uh, destroyed on a regular basis have been Portland and Seattle, but Chicago is a, has been even before the George Floyd incident in late May. Chicago has just been a war zone, and it has been a disaster area for a very, very long time. But we literally, for at least the last ninety days, we have seen the same story play out. We're just reliving it night after night after night. More stores smashed, more storefronts smashed, more fires set, more people assaulted. And the only difference is, is now we're starting to see actual gunshot murders. We have seen attempted murders by boot. And, of course, I'm speaking of the one young man in uh, Portland who was being beaten unconscious after being uh, uh, pulled from his truck by a group of these extra extraordinarily dangerous anarchists. I really am looking for other words so that I don't, I'm not so redundant with anarchy, but it really is. Uh, pulled from his truck, as you know, made to sit there while they ransacked his truck and threw his girlfriend passenger to the ground or the female passenger to the ground. And while he's on his knees after being beaten, the running flying kick 
like a punt, like an NFL punt to his head that knocked him unconscious and hospitalized him for a very long time. And I still don't know what his condition is. It was an attempted murder, pure and simple. But now we're, now we're into firearms. They executed a Trump supporter and a member of the uh, Patriot Prayer Group in Portland two nights ago. And we know that firearms have, are certainly in play in Kenosha, Wisconsin, in a different way uh, with respect to the Kyle Rittenhouse story. So the, the story just continues, and each day we have to just, quite frankly, we have to address it and tackle it head on. What are we going to allow our country to become? Now, because of this violence and us talking about it, see, here's the difference between us, meaning you and me and conservative-minded people everywhere, and the far-left socialist crowd headed up now by Joe Biden. I mean, let's be real. Joe Biden isn't actually heading anything because he's too completely cognitively impaired to head anything up, but he's the head of this particular snake because he's the candidate. He's the nominee. He is being run by other people, by the other anarchists, but Joe Biden is, is, is the face of it all, if not the head of it all. So Joe Biden gave a speech in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania yesterday, ostensibly to come out of the basement and address the fact that what? That America's burning and somebody needs to take a stand? No. That people are being hurt and somebody needs to try to stop that? No. Why did Joe Biden come out of the basement yesterday? Because the polls showed him losing ground to Donald Trump, particularly on the issue of law and order. So Joe Biden finally came out of the basement yesterday and gave a speech in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, filled with lies, filled with some of the most insane and obscene um, accusations against Donald Trump and Donald Trump supporters that you can't even imagine. Joe Biden, who has been all but silent since the rioting and the looting began 90-plus days ago. And I love this, by the way. Leftists on uh, MSNBC and other places are saying, Nah, he, he, he has condemned it. He has condemned it in the most weak-willed and very occasional ways that one can even imagine. And in fact, I could argue he has said more to encourage and spur on the, uh, the violence then he has said anything to condemn it. When he said that people are rightfully enraged, what is that encouraging people to do? To go out there and display their rage. Not to protest peacefully, but to indeed show their rage. The Washington Examiner did a pretty thorough rundown of all of the statements Joe Biden has made quote-unquote, condemning the violence going on in Portland, Seattle, Minneapolis, Oakland, and on down the list that we see and talk about every day. They did a really good job, did, um, uh, did uh, the Washington Examiner, of saying that, yes, Joe Biden has condemned the violence, but in, again, the most weak-willed ways that you can imagine. Has he ever taken to a podium and pounded it, virtually or literally, 
and declare it. I want this to stop right now. Anyone who is committing violent acts, smashing windows, um, setting fires, attacking people, assaulting people, anybody doing this, I want it to stop right now. This is not the way. Has he done that? He has not. Only Donald Trump has done that. Donald Trump has said, this must end, and I'll send in the National Guard, I'll send in federal agents, I'll send in whomever I have to, to stop this. And yet yesterday, Joe Biden stood there in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, with audio that I'll share with you after the break, stood there in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and said, it's Donald Trump who has been fanning the flames of the violence. That it's Donald Trump who's pouring gasoline on that fire. That it's Donald Trump who is responsible for all of the anger and the hatred in America. That is leading to all of this violence. Literally. Joe Biden said all of those things yesterday. An absolutely brazenly ludicrous response to the violence to blame it on the one guy who is saying, I will bring in federal troops to stop it. All I need is the green light from the governors. All I need is the green light from some mayors. I want to stop this. And he's the one that they are blaming for it saying that it's Trump supporters that have driven this country over the edge. It's Trump supporters who are uh, armed militias coming into these cities that is leading to the violence. Open your eyes and open your ears and watch and listen to the chanting. Watch and listen to, uh, to the, uh, uh, the rioters. Read their spray-painted messages. They hate cops. They hate laws. They hate justice. They believe in anarchy, and they are being driven by anarchist organizations. Only Joe Biden has stayed silent about all of that. I got more for you coming up. I do want to hear from you, too. 216-901-0945 on AM1420. The Answer. Yes, indeed. 925, the Bob France Authority. Thank you for being with us. Uh, so, yeah, so Joe Biden uh, just stood there before a crowd in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and revealed why they keep him in the basement. Uh, he, you know, first, I don't even know if I want to go first to his dishonesty or to his incoherence. Uh, I guess we'll go with the dishonesty. Joe Biden uh, turned the entire 90-plus days of rioting in this country that has gone on in liberal cities by liberal anarchists into somehow blaming Donald Trump and Donald Trump supporters yesterday. It was really a remarkable thing to hear. But uh, this is something, that, a speech that he's giving from Pittsburgh. Let's listen back in. Property. I want to make it absolutely clear, something very clear about all of this. Rioting is not protesting. Looting is not protesting. Setting fires is not protesting. None of this is protesting. It's lawlessness, plain and simple. And those who do it should be prosecuted. What a remarkable thing. Finally, Joe Biden found a voice that sounded awfully familiar, didn't it? It sounded very similar. You know what it sounded like? It sounded like Donald Trump. Because Donald Trump has been the guy on the national scene who has been saying all of the above for the last 90 days and beyond. But again, 
What, what Joe Biden believes is that Donald Trump is to blame for all of this. Donald Trump is to blame for uh, his own supporters acting out in these, uh, in these violent cities. I want to make it absolutely clear, something very clear about all of this. Rioting is not protesting. Sorry, we heard that one already. The uh, clip was mislabeled. My apologies. But what he did say, and I will just have to paraphrase it because I heard it three different times this morning already prepping for this show. He said that Donald Trump's supporters are armed militia and they are the ones who are causing the violence because of one shooting, by the way, in Kenosha, Wisconsin, by a 17-year-old kid acting with one friend to go to Kenosha because he was actually from, uh, I think it was the Chicago area. Uh, he actually went to Kenosha, Wisconsin with an AR-15 and a first aid kit because of business owners in Kenosha who were begging for someone to protect their business because they knew that their police were not going to be there to stop the looters when they got to their block. Because Kenosha had been destroyed night by night, night uh, you know, uh, day by day, uh, one city block after another city block, store owners, businesses being smashed, lifetimes were uh, lifetimes full of work being completely erased. So there were people begging for assistance. This kid, by the way, I do not condone. Do not condone. He's seventeen years old. I don't know what his parents were doing. I don't know where they thought he was, but he was 17 years old, and he drove an hour or an hour and a half or whatever it was to Kenosha, Wisconsin, got himself an AR-15, and said, I'm going to go and help people there. Uh, Noble gesture, not the right thing to do, particularly when you're 17. I have a 17-year-old son. I would never let him do anything of the sort. But nonetheless, the kid goes to with a first aid kit to provide aid to people and to try to uh, protect the property of individuals who, who are claiming they are obviously going to be targeted with no police presence there to defend them. So, again, no matter how noble it is, it was stupid. But Kyle Rittenhouse did indeed find himself in a, in a very uh, difficult situation, and now he finds himself sitting in a jail cell awaiting trial, uh, awaiting for an arraignment. He's being charged with murder after, of course, what we saw a few nights ago. He shot three people in incidents that his attorney say, uh, says were all self-defense. He attacked no one. He simply defended himself when attacked after running away two different times. But nonetheless, that's the example Joe Biden uses as saying that Donald Trump's armed militia is causing all of these problems. When and where do you hear anybody running down the streets, marching down the streets, smashing windows and looting stores and setting fires and screaming, Trump 2020? Or screaming, make America great again? You don't hear or see any of those things because the violence isn't being caused by Trump supporters. The violence is being caused by Black Lives Matter, Inc. And by Antifa and the Revcom USA. And they are all operating with the same marching orders and all being funded by the same organizations. And Joe Biden is now coming out of his basement to try to flip that narrative 180 degrees, blaming Trump supporters and the president for the violence. Why? Because when it comes to the issues of violence, when it comes to the issues of law and order, focus groups and polling shows that Americans trust Donald Trump much more than they trust Joe Biden. So now he's got to come out and tell lies to try to flip that script. It's not going to work. 
We're going to get reaction to what you heard yesterday from Biden in uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and from the far left on all of the mainstream network news programs from Jim Jordan, Congressman Jordan, who will be joining us next on AM 1420, The Answer. Onward and upward on AM 1420, The Answer. Thanks so much for being with us. Before we bring in Congressman Jordan, a little bit more from uh, Joe Biden in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania yesterday. You know, it's one thing. Many of us feel and believe that Joe Biden is suffering from at least some form or in some stage of dementia. But I didn't know he was also suffering from simple delusion. But he is. Frankly, I believe if I were president today, the country would be safer and we've seen a lot less violence, and here's why. <laughs> I have said we must address the issue of racial injustice. I've personally spoken to George Floyd's family and to Jacob Blake's family. I know their pain, and so do you. <laughs> what did he just say? If I was president, there would be much less violence because I talked to George Floyd's family and I talked to Jacob Blake's family. Oh, that, let me ask you. Um, <clears throat> How has that stopped the violence in Portland and in Seattle and in Minneapolis and in Chicago uh, and in Kenosha? Uh, because I don't think it has. Congressman Jim Jordan joins us now on AM 1420. The answer to talk about this and much, much more. Congressman, good morning. Good morning, Bob. Good to be with you. Good to be with you as well. Uh, Joe crept out of his basement yesterday and went uh, on a on a 30-minute pack of lies uh, type of diatribe mm-hmm. against President Trump yesterday in Pittsburgh. You can see, by the way, why he doesn't come out very often. Uh, yeah. between, the, between the dishonesty and the delusion and the incoherence of some of his statements, it's, uh, it really isn't working well for him. But, but Congressman, I want you to address what he just said, if you would, because this, is, this c- continues sure. to get worse and worse and worse. Uh, and Joe Biden said it's Donald Trump's fault. It's Donald Trump. He said yesterday that Donald Trump fans the flames of the violence and the anger and the rage in this country. And he said that if he were president, he being Joe Biden, that we would be seeing less violence. Can you make any sense of that? So the, so the leader of the party that wants to defund the police, the leader of the party that refuses to speak out against the violence. Remember when Bill Barr challenged the Democrats in the Judiciary Committee, the Judiciary Committee, he said, why won't you guys speak out against the mob, speak out against the violence in the cities? Silence from the Democrats. So somehow now he's going to solve this? I mean, it, 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 just like you said, it, it's delusional. It's crazy. They're the party that has been pushing this crazy mob rule, this whole cancel culture idea that you can't speak if you're a conservative. And, and somehow... He, I mean, I don't. You almost don't know where to start, but it is it is it is so frustrating. And then you think about uh, we we did this we, we put this out yesterday. The, the the last time that Republicans were elected mayors in these cities, Seattle, 1964, Minneapolis, 1957, Portland, 1952, Chicago, 1927. You know when the last time a, a Republican was elected mayor of Washington D.C. Bob, never. never happened. Never. So. Somehow, somehow, the Democrats have been in charge of all these places, and, and we see the violence, but somehow they try to blame, blame President Trump. It, it is ridiculous. And the, and the good news is, as is always the case, the American people are smart. They see through it. 
and they understand that Joe Biden is, is, is saying a bunch of nonsense. Well, I hope they do. Um, you know, it, it really is a remarkable thing to to watch all of these Democrat cities burn like this. The president is the president of all of the country, and that means all of these cities. But yet, it's it, this isn't happening in red cities. This isn't happening in Trump cities. And here's the other part of this that really frustrates me. He blamed Trump supporters for the violence, saying that they are armed militias going in and riling up no, these situations. No. Now, I don't know about you, yeah. uh, Congressman, but I have not yet seen one video of any uh, uh, red hat wearing Trump supporters marching down city streets and setting fires while chanting MAGA, 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 or Trump 2020. Of I haven't seen spray painted statues and storefronts and police stations saying, go Trump 2020. What I do see is ACAB which stands for those who do not know, all cops are bastards. I do see Black Lives Matter. I do see Antifa symbols. How can anybody in their right mind expect the American people to believe that it's been Trump supporters that have been responsible for this violence? They don't. They don't. They're, they're trying to twist it that way. Typical Democrats, they're trying to, to, to twist things and, 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 and blame, uh, blame President Trump, blame Republicans, blame conservatives, but they don't see it that way. They see the facts. It's coming through, and that's why... Joe Biden came out of his basement and spoke yesterday. That's why you now see the mainstream press try to blame President Trump, because they know the American people see this for what it is. It, it, look at those videos from last Thursday night at the end of the Republican National Convention. Look at how the, the, the treatment. I mean, you had you had older women walking down the street and, and young punks and thugs and, and this, this mob screaming in their face. It was disgusting. That the American people understand what's going on, and they understand that President Trump is the one person who could actually get control of this if these Democrat governors and Democrat mayors would actually work with him and allow the National Guard to come to these cities. This mayor in Portland, I mean, I don't know, I don't know how he stays in office, uh, refusing help from from um, the federal government to help deal with it. The, the ninety plus days that that city has been under siege. Yeah, well, and not just that. Ted Wheeler, in addition to refusing that federal help, he actually was kind of the OG of the let's stand here and blame Trump for all of the liberals burning my city down yep. right now. He did the same thing in yep. a very similar speech uh, yesterday, or actually on uh, on Sunday, I think it was. At any rate, let me pivot to something else Joe Biden did yesterday in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, because, you know, the, the president's greatest calling card for re-election here is number one issue should be, and maybe it is law and order now, but it should have been the economy. What he did in the first mm-hmm. three years of his presidency... Oh, has been remarkable, but this is the way Joe Biden chose to spin that yesterday. Listen. He said this week, and I quote, you better vote for me or you're going to have the greatest depression you've ever seen. Does he not understand and see the tens of millions of people who've had to file for unemployment this year so far? The people who won't be able to make next month's rent payment? The people who lost wages while the cost of groceries have gone up dramatically? President Obama and I stopped the depression in 2009. We took a bad economy that was falling and turned it around. Trump took a good economy and drove it back into the ditch. Congressman Jordan, your reaction? (laughs) I mean, everyone understands that we had the best economy in history, lowest unemployment in 50 years, lowest unemployment for every demographic in our population, wages up, all kinds of great things happening, and then along came this coronavirus. And frankly, we'd be doing, and the, the, the V recovery, the great American comeback is in fact happening. I was out touring our district yesterday talking to business owners. It is in fact happening. It'd be happening sooner, quicker, better if some of these Democrat governors would actually open their state. So that's the, that's the concern. There. But but the, the bigger picture is this: I think the American people 
over the last two weeks, they saw the negativity, the beat-up America, tear-down America, Democrat National Convention, and then they saw optimism. Then they saw Alice Johnson. Then they saw Herschel Walker. Then they saw Lou Holtz at the Republican National Convention. And it turns out, Bob, Americans actually love America. Imagine that. And that's something the Democrats are missing. And when you boil this whole election down, it comes down to one point. Can America remain America? And we believe it can. President Trump believes it can. As I said in my remarks at the, at the convention, the, the, the Republican Party is the pro-America party, and President Trump is the pro-America candidate. The Democrat Party, unfortunately, this is terrible that this is the situation. One of the two major parties now, the Democrat Party, is actually tearing down America every chance they get. That is that is the fundamental issue in this campaign over the next 63 days. It is become, going to, and my, my belief is it's going to become clearer and clearer for the American people. They're going to see, I want America to stay great. I want America to remain the greatest country ever. And that's why I, I, I really believe this with each and every day that, that President Trump is going to get reelected. Congressman Jim Jordan is our guest. You mentioned a couple of the names from the RNC that spoke. I think I heard you say Alice Johnson, and you mentioned Herschel Walker, and I could run through a number of others, including uh, people like Jack Brewer and people like uh, oh yeah, he's great, uh, like Dr. Carson. I mean, in other words, there was a very, very long list of minorities, and most of whom are just mm-hmm. everyday, average, ordinary people. They're not celebrities. He didn't bring out the the you know half of Hollywood and half of the people who have been to the Grammys to speak the way the Democrats did. Yep. These are real people. And guess what? It apparently had an impact because according to the new numbers, uh, the new Hill-Harris ex-poll, President Trump is up nine points with black voters since the RNC. This is another yep. reason why Joe is coming out of the basement. He knows how extraordinarily important the black vote is. And, Congressman, if you can, in addition to that... Speak to the fact that MSNBC, which is MSDNC, and we all know literally over the weekend declared that long list of African-American speakers at the RNC to be a minstrel show. One of the most insulting, denigrating, racist things you can tell a black person is you're not really black. You're just wearing blackface and dancing for uh, for the white crowd. I mean, it is it is so insulting to every black person who spoke at that RNC. It's insulting. It's disgusting. I've had the opportunity to, to, to talk to Herschel Walker when he spoke to the Republican uh, House members uh, uh, last winter. Um, just an amazing individual. I had the chance to meet Alice Johnson Thursday night at the White House. Amazing individual. Uh, and I also think of people like Lou Holtz, who's not African-American, but was, was born in a one-room house and became one of the greatest coaches of all time. And the optimism he projects, he, he, he talked about he had a mom and a dad who cared about him. And he learned how to work hard. He had goals. He had dreams. And in this country, you can make them happen. I mean, that—that th- that is what America is about. It's what it's supposed to be about. That's what our party is about. But the other party, as evidenced by what you just said, this comment from the MSNBC uh, official, and, and, and what we saw from the Democrat National Convention, they don't see it the same way. And that, that is, to me, again, the fundamental divide, the fundamental issue in, in this election. Do you want a great America, as President Trump has delivered, and, and w- wants to continue to make America great? Or do you want this, this party run by Joe Biden and wants to defund the police and want to tear down our country? Those are all exactly the questions that need to be asked. Um, and when it comes to who you can trust to do those things, Congressman, I, I'd like to talk about honesty for a moment. And, and going back to yesterday and Biden in Pittsburgh, just real quickly again, um, Joe Biden said this. I am not banning fracking. Let me say that again. I am not banning fracking, no matter how many times Donald Trump lies about me. No matter how many times Donald Trump lies about me. And just a quick flashback to March 15th in the Democratic National Debate. 
in response to Bernie Sanders, who said that Joe Biden wasn't extreme enough on uh, on uh, 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 fossil fuels, et cetera. Here's what he said. No more. No new fracking. And by the way, on the Recovery Act. <laughs> and they went out, then we out. But he literally said in response to Bernie Sanders, no new fracking. And now he's blaming Donald Trump yeah. for lying about him being against fracking. Go ahead. Yeah, Joe doesn't know what, what, where, what, where he's at on any issue. You know, he was he, he reluctantly raised his hand after he looked around, saw everyone else raise their hand in that one debate about giving uh, giving uh, health care to every illegal immigrant, I believe. Yeah, yeah, and then 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 he. So I just don't know that that he knows where he's at on these issues. One day he's one place, one day he's, he's the next. But it underscores this fundamental point. In the end, Joe Biden is beholden to the left. The, the, the crazy left that is the cancel culture mob, the crazy left that wants to defund the police, that who's, he, is who he is beholding to, and, and that is who he has kind of farmed out his campaign to. Um, he's all over the board. Last, last thing, Congressman Jordan, and I appreciate your time. Um, I mentioned briefly uh, the virus, and we, we talked about how the virus is, what it has done to the economy. Do you think mm-hmm. it's time to open everything up now when you consider the fact? Yes. Yeah. And maybe end the national emergency. Maybe the president can make that declaration because the CDC has reported two things in the last few days that are very eye-opening. One, only 6% of all of those who have died from the coronavirus died only from the coronavirus. Uh, the other 94% died with at least one, if not two, serious comorbidities that led to their deaths. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, they also reported that up to 90% of the COVID-positive cases were probably not even contagious at the time of their positive test. So in other words, this nationwide testing push is useless and pointless because most people get this and never, 90%, Congressman, they are not contagious because they were never symptomatic and they had no earthly idea they even had it and herd immunity is already being built. It feels like, and with the deaths just declining precipitously mm-hmm. and the number of hospitalizations declining precipitously, maybe it's time to disband the task force or at least have the task force declare this is no longer a national emergency. We still have to be careful, but this is not an emergency. And maybe that gets the governor's well, thumbs up. The most important thing is we got to open up the economy or let people go back to work. This is a, this is a serious illness. You and I understand that. And, and, school. and for people who are old. For people who are older with with underlying health concerns, let's 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 do everything we can to protect those individuals. But everyone else, let's let the economy flourish and, and get back to normal. Let's let people go to church, go to school, go to work. Again, I, I say this all the time: the Democrats won't let those things happen, but they'll let you protest, riot, and loot all you want. So th- th- that is the problem. Let people go back and let let people run their lives. Let us have college football back, college sports back. Let us let kids in high school go to school, kids in grade school, middle school go to school, play sports. Let's get back to normal. Let's get back to America being America. As President Trump, you know, again, as I think this this campaign's about, let's focus on that. And um, I think we'll be just fine. Congressman Jim Jordan, thank you so much. Always a pleasure. You bet, Bob. Take care, buddy. All right, that's Jim Jordan on AM 1420, The Answer, taking us right up to our 9.50 break. We'll take a time out here. If you want to get a call in, let's do it now. I've got time before Kersenow starts at 10.10 this morning. Dial up 216-901-0945 right here on The Authority. France, here on AM 1420, The Answer. All right, it's 9.54. We've got time for a few phone calls here before the top of the hour. Don't forget, after the top of the hour, uh, we get our second of the doubleheader here as uh, we get from uh, Jim, Jim Jordan to Peter Kersenow, who will join us next.
Let's go to Tom in Independence. You are on AM 1420, The Answer. Hello, Tom. Go right ahead. Hey, Bob. Great. Thanks for taking my call. I got a question about the Charlottesville uh, lie, and I recently viewed the uh, PragerU video, which I recommend all your listeners, if they haven't already, to look at the uh, Charlottesville lie. It spells it out very clearly on what what was said. Now, I was in conversation with a future mother-in-law of mine about that lie and still doesn't believe it and wanted to hear the tape of that. So I went on YouTube to try to play that back because Larry Elder plays it all the time in the evening. Right. And I could not find a legitimate uh, video that has that. How could I find that? All the words that were actually said other than the ones that they deleted. You know, they deleted Um, half of that stuff. Yeah. Um... Who did you say you wanted to show this to or prove this to? Uh, just a, fa- a future family member. You know, I wanted to clarify what was really said because they are so adamant about how he, you know, how he didn't condemn the neo-Nazis. And he right, did. Right. Well, and there's a reason why they're so adamant about that. This is very important for people to know. And the reason why is people mm-hmm. like Joe Biden, who wants to be your president, continues to lie about it. Quite literally, mm-hmm. Joe Biden, he said it during his, his, his acceptance speech at the DNC that Donald Trump did not condemn white supremacists and neo-Nazis and, in fact, called them very fine people. The reason I ask who you wanted to prove it to is you could just tell them to listen to the radio because I play this all mm-hmm. the time. Uh, and, in fact, yeah. and, and in fact, if you I, – I, well, I don't have time now because it's 9.56. But if you keep listening the rest mm-hmm. of this hour, I will play it for you in full. Uh, it is available online in certain places. I can't tell you exactly where at the moment, but you do have to be a little diligent because they do try to bury the truth. The um, mm-hmm. Google overlord, the Google overlords, the ones who want to uh, also get rid of Donald Trump and get rid of conservatives and that ban them and block them and spy on them, et cetera, et cetera. They have done everything they can to uh, to bury the things that make Donald Trump look good and to highlight things that make him look bad. And this lie is one of those things. But you can find it. I know I pulled this off of the Internet when I saved the audio. Uh, but I do have it, and uh, Prager University has it, and, and, and on down the line. But, yeah, keep listening to this hour. As a matter of fact, here's what I'll tell you, my friend. Tom, okay. Uh, yes. At the end of the show, we will have the uh, show podcasted on our page at whkradio.com. Hour number two, I will do this after 1030, after I'm done talking to Pete Kersenow. Marcy, remind me. I will play in full Donald Trump's remarks uh, uh, in that press conference after that Charlottesville horrible, horrible incident that resulted in the death of, of Heather Heyer. I will play that in full, and that way you can play that for your friend or your future family member or whomever simply by going to whkradio.com and looking for our number two on today's show. How's that? I appreciate that, Bob. I've heard it a number of times. I just want to make. I want to set the record clear. You want so to be I able to play it, it for them. Yeah. No. I yep. got you. I got you. I got you. Yep. You want to play it for a doubter, for a hater, mm-hmm. and I want right. to be able to do that. So I will have that for you by the end of the show. You keep listening, or like I said, if you can't keep listening and play it for them uh, at whkradio.com. All um, right. Thank keep you up for the good work. Call. Thank you. You got it. Uh, let's go to Cleveland, Greater Cleveland. Anyway, Jan. Uh, hi, Jan. You're on the air. Oh, hi. I'm on the same page as Tom exactly, and I don't know why Donald Trump saying those people should be condemned totally. I don't know why that hasn't just been all over the radio and TV and anywhere else as a Republican, because Joe Biden is blaming that they've been stirring up this uh, racial division, the entire presidency of, of Donald Trump, and he has the audacity to stand there and 
and blame Trump for what's going on when he, his reason, what really riled me is he went back to Charlottesville and added bulging veins, jackass, uh, to describing yeah, the, uh, Biden did. When when he was yeah I know uh, you're right he said that he he, he said that the, yeah, the individuals he, you know with bulging he, he veins keeps, and elab- red eyes keeps, came out of the carrying torches elaborating and, uh, on his lie and uh, yeah. you know the Democrats have turned not all of them and there's some of you out there I guess you're still saying they are they've gone be way beyond lying they're irrational and uh, it's, well that's it's, that's that's called it you, you know this because you've yeah, well, you, what you're talking about with that irrationality is it's called TDS. It's Trump derangement syndrome. They really are deranged. Their ha- Thank you, Jan, for the call. Their hatred for Donald Trump is so deep and so vast, it literally has robbed them of all rational uh, ability to think. Uh, they, they, they have lost all uh, ability to process and to and to be, be fair and to be impartial. I mean, I, I can't even think of all the things. But, but literally, they are deranged. TDS is a real thing. I swear to you, I'm not a psychologist or a psychiatrist, but I would love to meet some and show them some of these videos and ask them where this comes from, and they will call it deranged. They will call these people deranged. They are they they are lying. They are they believe every lie that they hear. They repeat every lie that they hear uh, because their hatred for Donald Trump makes them willing to abandon the truth and the reality of the situation. It is truly derangement. All right, I apologize. If you're on hold, I'm going to ask you to stay because I do have Kirsten out coming up next, and I will, before the end of the hour, replay President Trump's comments in full from the Charlottesville lie that Donald or that uh, Joe Biden continues to perpetuate. All of that coming up in hour two on AM 1420. The answer. You're just like everybody else. 